0: It's incredible to be able to stand up and piss, y'all. I'm telling you.
1: You don't know. Know. We know.
0: We know. Every one of us already knows <laughs> that. Yeah, it's <laughs> the <I> best. <laughs> it's,
1: it's,
2: you I'm can make it happen pretty much anywhere. <laughs> it's weird. Yeah. Tony's just getting to the age now where he has to sit down to pee, I think.
1: <laughs> Every now and again, man. You yeah, got I'm that little... bad hip, and the biggest thing is just trying to keep your nuts out of the water when you sit down.
3: Did I ever tell you guys about me sitting on my testicles getting <laughs> in <the truck? laughs> nope i can't believe you missed that story let me go
1: pop some popcorn for
3: <laughs> <laughs> hey no i'll tell you if you've got a bench seat in the truck you better watch the hell out because <laughs> that side of that corner of that bench seat will get you every time you go to jump in that bad boy welcome everybody to the five dirty bikers podcast
4: following the 5 Dirty Bikers on social media. Find us on Facebook and like us on Instagram and Twitter at 5 Dirty Bikers. Hey everybody, welcome back to the 5 Dirty Bikers podcast. Today we have another special guest, I think highly requested. We got him tonight. His name is Mr. John Maxwell. John, how you doing? Doing good, man. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. So how are how are things going down in your neck of the woods with with the whole COVID crisis, you you doing all
5: right? Or yeah, doing good. You know, uh, essential worker transportation
3: business, so staying busy. From Central. your video, from your video uh, that you put out today, um, it looked like the shop was pretty well packed. Man, the shop is
5: super busy. Uh, I I attribute it mostly to forbidding the. We have a lot of active duty soldiers, retired soldiers, people whose paycheck isn't being affected, but their right. work requirements have lessened greatly. So they're out cruising around and getting uh, work done and stuff like that. So so can, can uh, you
1: all do like group rides? Is that still legit in Georgia or no? Uh,
5: I haven't heard of any uh, issues in Georgia yet. I've seen, was it uh, a Pennsylvania maybe? Yeah. Seven, seven guys got ticketed. I read an article about that, um, where they were out riding and then stopped at a gas station just they get not stop anywhere else. And police rolled up and gave them all tickets. Um, so
1: yeah, you're, you know, supposedly here in Kentucky, you're not supposed to do it. You can ride by yourself, but you're not supposed yeah. to congregate in a group.
5: Yeah, I think uh, I see a bunch of folks that are, you know, oh, it's we're we are social distance. We're on our bikes, but I mean, I'm I'm seeing them before they leave and when they get back,
3: they're yeah. they're kind of stretching that a little bit, but whatever. You know how them Harley guys do? Because when the Harley guys go out into a ride, they hug and kiss and <laughs> are just happy to be together. ADV guys don't do that. We just get muddy and point and laugh at each other.
1: God damn, Mike. <laughs> <laughs> Always got to bring up the yeah. ATV.
5: Yeah, that didn't actually take
3: very long this time. <laughs> We're just getting started. <laughs> I
1: know.
3: <laughs> what really? do you think about Donna's John Maxwell?
1: <laughs> oh,
4: God. Oh, shit.
3: Damn. Right into it. <laughs> right
5: into we'll just, it. Let's we'll
4: just rip the band-aid off right now. <laughs>
3: yeah. Right? No. no um, Keep on going. Keep on going.
4: <laughs> I wanted to hear the answer, Dan. <laughs> I no, I'll
1: answer that. I'll
4: answer that.
5: Um, for sure. Um, I think dinas weren't cool until they were gone. You know, I, I watched them sit on the sales floor for entire model years with no one buying them up. And they got discontinued. And suddenly, you know, it, it was the greatest model ever made and, and what the hell is Harley doing? And, I think the new soft tail's better. I,
3: I do too.
1: I will flat guarantee you it's better.
3: Yeah. I, you know, I th- I just think that Donna's Donna's were a were a fag that's come and gone. Oh what? Oh, f- <laughs> oh
2: fad. <laughs> fad. <laughs> F-A-D. Okay.
3: I may have said another I'm I've meant the wrong thing. I, uh, I I was thinking it, but um, you know, I don't, I don't like Dinah's. I'm, I'm all for, I'm all for sportsters and uh, I'm all for, for bagger, bagger hoes, bagger bros, but Dinah's fuck them.
4: <laughs> you were never a fan of the Dinah. So John, I got to ask, you've been to tech for a while and you've probably seen your fair share of M8s coming to the shop. How, how, how reliable have they been as far as like recalls and everything? Have you seen quite a bit of them or do they have all the kinks worked out by now?
5: Uh, it seems like all the kinks are worked out a lot of what the internet says. The problems are, I haven't seen a ton of, um, you know, for instance, the, uh, stage four valve springs, uh, breaking. I've never even seen one of those. I don't doubt that that happens, you know, um, but I haven't seen one break. Uh, when we clo- when we got sold a few months ago, they actually closed our sister store. So the guys from over there are now working with us. so we kind of grew a little bigger. and the master tech that came from there, he's seen one valve spring break, so we he, he filled me in on what he saw and stuff. But um yeah as far as overall warranty claims, there, There isn't a lot of issues with the Milwaukee 8 at all. Uh, so I have been to tech since 2012. I started and had an 08 Sportster. I rode that mm-hmm. bike all the way until the Milwaukee 8 Softail came out. I've ridden every motorcycle that Harley makes, brand new, 50,000 miles, 100,000 miles, all of them. And I never once got on a bike and was like, you know, I think I'm going to trade my sports train on this until that Milwaukee 8 soft tail came out. So I did plenty of work on twin cams where I was like, you know what? I'm, I'm good. I don't want one of these.
1: <laughs> I agree. So how about the gas leak, John? Have, have you seen that on the M8s or the gas leaks out of the vent tube?
5: Yeah, or on the soft tails.
1: Yeah, on the soft tails.
5: Yeah, I've only seen I, I actually unfortunately I didn't actually get to fix it. Um, we had one guy come in, you know, he explained what he was seeing or whatever. Yeah. And I told him what I thought it could be. And then he came out, I was like, Yeah, man, I, I looked on the forms first, and that's what I saw. And I was like, okay, so, <laughs> so we'll yeah. we'll fix it then, you know, like whatever. And um we did it actually goes a little deeper than what the forms might say, I think. Because we called Milwaukee and figured it out. I guess there's one iteration of fuel pump or fuel regulator that you would just replace. And then one of them, you flip 180 degrees. Yeah. Uh, so for anybody listening that doesn't know, the fuel regulator has a blow-off valve in it. And that excess fuel, if that valve is facing the vent tube, it just sprays fuel right into the overflow or vent tube or whatever. So
1: Yeah, I think D- Dustin and I both had the problem
5: really
4: on ours yeah
5: yeah no kidding
4: what about easy, easy fix coming under warranty yeah so i mean other yeah than absolutely that, yeah yeah other than that like my bike's been perfect it's i just love it
5: soft Well, and that and that's kind of what i'm saying a lot of things are just minor like that that's not even a part replacement 90 percent of the time it's just an adjustment of how it was installed so not too big of a deal at all
2: what about the oils the oil pump issues have you seen many of those
5: Uh, seen probably a handful on, um, you know, stage four builds initially when they first came out and I'm pretty, pretty into the internet and what's coming out and what people are saying. Um, so I do a ton of research, so I figured out as fast as you could, you know, what to do to, to make it right. Um, and I mean there's still folks though out there that don't understand like oil pump issues and something and what causes it and how to fix it and it's it's been fixed for you know since 2019 you know right when the 19s came out
1: i haven't had so, any problem with mine At least,
2: yeah, yeah, most, soft,
5: soft the tails, yeah soft tails don't have the problem it's a touring thing <laughs> okay.
2: uh yeah i haven't had any problem with mine i have a um 2017 road king special and i haven't had any i haven't had any yeah. issues with it and and uh i i love that bike do
5: you have any motor work or anything done to it
2: uh, i haven't yet um i have the uh i have an uh arlen S air cleaner and tab performance pipes the bam sticks with the zombie baffles um yeah. but i still have the stock head pipes on um, okay and i did a um and I was past the warranty anyways, and I did it the uh, FP3 tune this okay. year too, and uh, it's running fantastically. It runs yeah. really good.
5: Yeah, as far as those 17s and the and the 18s, the only issues are like stage three and stage four motor builds for some reason. Sure. Um, not, and if you do do anything to it, it's just replace a all pump backing plate. Sure. And you're good to go. Sure.
1: So. What's your take on, on the FP3, John? There's a lot of controversy on that thing because so, before this the tuner came out, that's what the Harley dealers were using, at least here were the FP3s. Yeah. yeah.
5: So here's uh maybe when this podcast goes out, um, I've got my, my tuner video filmed. but so my next video is supposed to be <laughs> my three favorite tuners,
1: <laughs> uh. but I still
5: haven't filmed it. So I don't know when it's coming out. Um, I have, uh, I do like the FP3 in some applications. Um, the problem with the FP3 is it's the most affordable one that can still do a lot of stuff. Yeah. I think it's at 399. Yeah. It's $400. Um, yeah. So you can do a lot with it. You can advance timing, you can get rid of diesel pop add diesel pop. You can do all the volumetric efficiency changes you want to do. And that's why Harley dealers like it, you know, it's not a, you know, you don't have to try to sell that with a um, <laughs> <laughs> it's two bit yeah. KY. decently priced um, where the downside though, is outside of initially, especially, it might be better now, but initially, it was straight up Vance and Heinz products only. If you add anything else, it wasn't going to be very close. You have to do a ton of work to make your bike run right. And it's so user-friendly. It is the most user-friendly one, but it's so user-friendly that guys that have no business tinkering with that kind of stuff are trying to use it and they're messing stuff up. It's not running right, but they don't know how to fix it. And then it ends up with bad reviews. So it's it's a good tuner though. Yeah, the right application.
2: They've added a lot to it. In fact, when I when I did mine, um, I had put the um, the slip-ons, tab performance slip-ons, and I didn't hadn't done anything else to it, so um, it didn't need anything at that point. And then I did the the tuner or the air cleaner this this year. And uh, when I put the Vance and Hines or I want to put the FP3 on, um, everything that I had put on my bike was in the FP3. Yeah. And so, um, it, the tab performance pipes, everything were in there. And so truthfully, my bike ran better after the tune than it did prior to it.
5: Oh, I'm sure. Yeah, absolutely. It's, they have a, a new pro module out too now with wide band O2 sensors. Yeah. And so I was all excited to, to mention that and the video that I've yet to film and, and talk about it. Now that's, that's really what changes a, a good tuner from a not so good one is the ability to use wide bands, but it seems like they're really only marketed to dealers. It's not really something you buy for yourself. It's pretty expensive and it doesn't stay on the bike. You use it for the auto tune portion and you're done with it. So at like 600 bucks, you know, maybe a couple of buddies could go in on that module, but otherwise it's kind of expensive.
1: Yeah. That's, that. that's a lot of, that's a lot of money. I'm out. I mean, I did a, 12 a 1250 conversion on my old sporty with the FP3 and it it did fine. I didn't have really? yeah, I didn't have very many problems. Now, Hammer, it was a Hammer conversion. They gave me charts to go off of. And okay. then I had to do some uh some auto tuning afterwards, but I mean the damn thing ran like a beast.
3: Yeah. Yeah, and I had a I had the power vision on mine on my sportster. So Yeah. yeah. Auto tune on that was a no brainer, you know, I mean, they sent me a map and Hammer did. They sent me a map and loaded it up and then auto tuned off of that. I think it, I would auto tune it every, you know, every, um, you know, like in the middle of summer when it was hot, I would auto tune it. And then when it started cooling down, I would just run another, another couple of auto tunes and let it tune itself back in. But I never went as far as the wide band O2s or nothing like that.
5: Yeah. So, like, My um... vision's definitely the best for sure. No doubt.
4: Mike, tell me, because like, cause I had an 883 with a stage one on it. How big was the difference? Like, was it like night and day, I, a week week apart? How, I mean, how... You how
3: liter- well, you Well, from the time you buy your 883 and you do your stage one, you're literally doubling your horsepower with a 1250 or 1275.
1: It's a okay. huge difference.
3: Yeah. It's
5: huge. I just tuned out a stage three or a stage one... 883 it had a whopping 46 horsepower and 47
3: foot pounds of torque yeah and, and my a 1250 hammer probably mid 80s yeah yeah I, yeah they i think mine tuned out i had uh oh god i can't even remember the pipes that i had on it um i was, was right, right at
1: 82 on mine yeah. <laughs> i was right at about 82 horsepower after i did it
3: yeah that's usually what yeah. i see is like right right over the 80 mark for sure yeah, yeah. and it's a drastic increase in torque like i mean you're your fifth gear going up a hill on a 883 and you've got a downshift into fourth to fifth gear on a hill and you twist the throttle and it does nothing but go i mean that's you
1: know. No, it, it it was a big difference. It was a fun it's like a whole new bike when you do it. It really is. Yeah.
5: It also costs as much as a new bike, so it should probably feel like a new bike.
4: Yeah, yeah,
1: it does.
5: <laughs>
4: yeah. So so John, you've got the tabs. I remember watching your your video where you installed those and you tuned your bike. How are you mm-hmm. liking those since they probably broken in?
5: Yeah, oh,
3: they're pretty
4: well
5: there. Yeah, I like them. Uh there was some performance loss in the in the lower RPM ranges, which kinda sucks. Um, but I have some new stuff from Tab. Um got a new torque cone out. And uh I'm looking forward to installing that. I just I really want to do it on the dyno and see what actual difference it is. So mm. I just looking at that box sitting there (laughs) waiting to put it on. We're ready for COVID to get out of here so I can get some, some shop time in, when I'm not on the clock.
4: Oh yeah. You're kind of limited. Yeah,
5: I do. I'll yeah, for sure. There, um, there isn't a better muffler sound to me, like a a louder, deeper, better sounding muffler on the market though. So even with a little bit of price, absolutely. For the performance loss, it's, it's okay. I mean, I like the way it sounds. My Screaming Eagle mufflers, they they were good performance-wise, but I mean, like popping the throttle or like any it didn't. What is that on? Are you start your bike, bro? <laughs> <laughs> you know? So they're pretty weak. So what are we talking about?
2: Head, head pipes on yours too.
5: I do. Um, you know, there's no cat in it, so uh one day I might do a head pipe. I'd like to do a. A D and D. If I ever build that motor out, I'll, I'll do a D and D for sure. Yeah,
2: Tab's actually making um, true crossover, uh, true crossover head now too. Ooh, really? Um, yeah, they. I just I just looked on their website. I think just a couple days ago, and they have them for the baggers. I think that's going to be a winter mod for me for sure. And it's uh, they're built and set up so you keep all of your stock um, heat shields. And you just buy the just buy the head pipe and it's very, very affordable. And uh looks like it's gonna um it's gonna be really uh really good. So I'm I'm looking forward to it.
5: Yeah, that'll be good. The heat shield is the cost and exhaust for sure. Mm. So anytime you can use your stock ones, you're gonna save a bunch of money on a pipe. Sure. Yeah, because
4: mine almost looks it looks stock because I got the sport glide. So with that mm-hmm. that tab on it, it almost looks like the same muffler. Yeah, but the sound is uh, no. That fucker does day. sound good. Sounds real yeah.
3: good. You, you need to get you a zombie, a, a zombie millennial hat. <laughs> when you have a zombie millennial hat,
1: <laughs> where in the hell did you get that?
3: <laughs> yeah. he, well,
1: he won that at MMM. What? I won
3: it at the first annual Midwest Moto Meetup. We
1: gave those away at the Moto Meetup. Yeah,
3: no, yes, we had we had a drawing
1: yeah i'm surprised yeah, yeah, we, we didn't get on. our ass beat
3: <laughs> <laughs> and um i heard that there's another uh tabs <clears throat> tab performance t-a-b performance uh their sister company bat um they make a new thing for a donna and you just beat the fuck out of it and it sounds <laughs> great <Mike. laughs>
0: to you. is
2: is that right before you stand up and put your balls on the bars
3: Yeah.
1: The bat wing.
0: That's what. Yeah. Yeah.
3: The first, the first installation requires you to uh, install it into the headlight (laughs) and then the side of the tank. (laughs) Installation instructions are fake, but uh, that's, that's from a company called BAT. (laughs) B-A-T.
1: B-A-T. So this, this won't go into the podcast, but I'm going to ask John real quick. John, when you measure your clutch cable, man. because oh, I, I watched. we were going a totally
0: different <laughs> No, <too>. I was <laughs> like, oh, no, damn. No, because I'm talking the bottom.
3: <laughs> well, spe- speaking that he is the Harley tech. Yeah. Uh, have you ever thought, Tony, he might call it his clutch cable?
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God.
0: <laughs> that's got to go in the podcast. <laughs> it's straight to measuring. <laughs>
3: um, straight to measuring. I think that's kind of personal.
0: But no, John, I was, could you, John, could you answer answer the question, please? Uh,
3: well, See the problem. The
5: problem is I measured it the same way, and and this is six inches, <laughs> and that's how my clutch cable ended up too long.
0: Like a typical
1: guy measures. Well, you know, you just convert. You always round up.
0: Yeah. Shit. <laughs>
1: Boy, I think that his went face sideways. Be a little bit red. That went sideways. <laughs> Jesus.
0: Your
1: cheeks are from laughing, so
0: well, welcome to the Five Dirty Backers Podcast.
2: Yeah,
1: that's yeah. You've just been initiated. <laughs> Jesus. Yeah. Yeah. Oh shit. I had a legit question in Mike. Oh God, there's okay. Mike, just go ahead and ask the question since it's you Mark have it Mike. on your head. <laughs> <laughs> if he's listening to some podcasts, he, he might know.
3: He does. Ooh, I look like the guy the lead singer from Fish.
1: <laughs> you look like Flea from uh Red Hot Chili Peppers. Where the hell is Dustin? I don't know. He might have everybody left. And what Ryan. the hell happened?
0: What the hell?
3: They did not bring Mountain Dew bottles with them.
0: <laughs> That's what it was.
1: I'm su- yeah. I'm surprised the Mountain Dew bottle works. I got to use the Gatorade. It's got the wide mouth.
3: Yeah. <laughs>
1: <I'm> sorry.
0: <laughs> God damn. No. Look at Tony's face. <laughs> oh man. Tony, I do love it when your face turns red. God, man, I see you
1: all red me up every time.
3: <laughs> <laughs> those damn court later those court Gatorade bottles are the shit.
1: <laughs> they are, man. We go on road trips. I keep them in the back for the kids.
3: You just got to make sure that you get the cap on top They'll leak.
1: <laughs> Gross. You got to make sure you make sure you label it too, because you don't want any Wiener Aid.
3: <laughs>
0: <No>.
3: <laughs> Dad, this Gatorade tastes horrible. It tastes like vinegar.
4: <laughs> what the hell happened?
3: Did went you all time, I went back time. in time at like 34 years. Did you see me?
1: You all just I like...
3: Thought, oh, you and Ron must have went to your hug session.
1: You <laughs> <laughs> left too, huh? Yeah. You yeah. came back you at the same time. Left at the same
3: time and came back at the same time. That was kind of weird. That's, that's very suspect. Hey, hey, Mr. Maxwell, do you know what a... Do you know what a merkin is? No. <laughs> what? <laughs> American, and it's not proud to be an American. An American. Yeah, it, it's sort of the same thing.
1: It's nowhere even close to the same thing. Right no. now,
0: Mike is lurking in his merkin.
3: <laughs> I am lurking in my merkin, except my merkin is stuck to the top of my head.
1: It's it's a legit thing. They sell them on Amazon.
3: They do really. They come. Yeah. They come in heart heart shapes and. Clovers, yeah, it's uh, back in the 16th century. It's otherwise known as a pubic wig.
4: That's good to know.
1: <laughs> <laughs> you you can buy them on Amazon. They're you they're can. legit.
4: We've been contemplating five dirty biker merkins.
0: I'm not wearing it. <laughs> Remember, <laughs> no, Ryan said he was gonna. Well, my
1: it. biggest question is if you glue it on, now. the the removal is going to be
0: awful. It is. He froze.
3: What? Oh, he's so tired. Oh.
0: He totally froze up for a sec. Who did? I, I Ryan. Yeah, I don't know why. Oh, he is froze.
1: Am I completely froze? Can you guys hear me? Yeah. Smile like a donut. Yeah. <laughs>
4: <laughs> <laughs> kind of looks like the webcam for American Pie. It's a l- little laggy. little laggy.
1: So, John, besides the Merkin question, we do have one more. White castles. Where do you stand? Have you ever had a white castle?
5: Only frozen. Oh. Yeah, well. they're not down here. This is crystals country down here.
0: It is. So, do you. Aren't do you, they disgusting? Oh, the Mary white castles? Crystals.
5: No. Oh.
3: No? What? Aren't they crystals are thing?
0: disgusting. No, they're not the no. same thing.
3: No, crystals are great. I, I think she stopped at the wrong crystal is what I think because yeah. I'll Mike's tell you, a crystal you, a, you can get a sack full of crystals.
2: <laughs> Are we talking about I'm meth?
3: Like, <laughs> yeah. They're definitely crack. I'll tell you that. But yeah, they're good. What do you get on your cheese crystal? That, uh, just,
5: you can't, you can't make, modify a crystal. They're going to get it wrong anyway. Yeah. But you just got to right? tell you how they get it. <laughs> yeah.
1: We eat a lot of White Man. Castles.
0: I had two before we started tonight.
1: Yeah, Ma- Mary and Mike and and Ryan have to eat the frozen ones. Dustin and I are yeah, lucky we, enough to have one in our in our town. True.
3: Okay, we were we were at the meetup in uh, Alton or somewhere in Illinois, and uh, went to Ted's a Ted's Harley Davidson. And after we left Ted's, the group was going to dinner. And I decided that I wanted to pull off from the group and go to White Castle, so I had to go to White Castle by myself.
4: Guy's got the crave.
1: Guy's yeah, got <laughs> the crave, man. It's a bold move. Gotta go. <laughs> he's gotta go. So, John, Livewire, have you all have any of your dealer?
5: No, we're not a Livewire dealer. No, um, I ain't gotten to ride one either. I I messed that up big time. Did you? <laughs> yeah, they. uh So at the dealer show, you could, you could go and ride one at the museum, which isn't where the dealership was. So you did have to kind of make a point to, to get over there and, and ride it. But I didn't have a, a camera, like a way to mount my GoPro and do like a moto vlog. Mm -hmm. And I just didn't really want to ride it without a reaction. You know, my first reaction being on camera and I've yet to find a live wire to ride sense. So a
0: disappointment sounds yeah. real.
5: Yeah, I probably should have just ridden it and <laughs> at least then I would know what it was like. Yeah. Nobody else would know, but my um, dealer
0: has
1: 3 of them and they still have 3.
5: Yeah, I don't think it's going to sell like really at all.
1: It's a lot of money. Um,
5: but I think they're still they're really cool. It's re- um, super
1: cool looking too in person. Yeah,
5: they're cool. uh, I think I think it's cool the you know, there's a lot of guys out there that own Harleys that don't ride them. That when they have people over their house, they're like, "Hey, you want to come come check out my Harley?" I'm yeah. Fired up, and, you know, this is my Harley, and <laughs> that's what they own a Harley for. And the Livewire is the same thing; it's just for a different group of people. You know, yeah, have I have folks over, and hey, this is my Tesla Model Three. This is my Livewire. You know.
1: Yeah, yeah. I, I agree. So, what's your take on the new bikes coming out?
5: What are you thinking? Um oh the Pan America. Yeah, like the, the Pan America and Bronx the whole new
1: thing. the whole new uh, yeah. power plant.
5: Yeah, I'm really excited about the new power plant. Um I I really thought that we'd see the actual V Rod engine again, but it's it looks like we're getting a variation of the V Rod engine. Yeah. I'm excited about the new bikes. I'm excited about new people potentially coming in. They just they've got to nail the price point. I'm really worried we're gonna have a Twenty seven thousand dollar pan America, and I mean, there's they're not going to sell like that. So I
1: don't uh, think they are. either That's no. the thing with the Harleys; it's just price points. They're just they're expensive. It's a premium product.
5: Premium products are, are okay. Like I'm I'm a huge brand snob. You know, I'm, I'm Apple. I got a Yeti Koozie. I buy GoPro. I buy Snap On tools. So it's just okay. Harleys are expensive. Yeah. That's fine with me, but you know, you're trying to broaden your market. I mean, I don't want to see them lessen the brand or cheapen the brand by any means, but they not everybody feels that way about spending their money. So
1: No, I agree. I think I think that's the problem now is people just aren't willing to pay that that price tag.
5: Yeah.
4: I think it's a I think
2: it's a catch 22 because you know you're you're dealing with a a completely different subsect of customer right now, right? You're, you're speaking mm-hmm. to the customers that never even pay for their own music anymore. Yeah. Right. So when you're, when you're talking about, you know, internet's free, your music's free, you know, so many things have been just available to you for free. And now you want me to pay premium price for entertainment, you know, cause not everybody, most people look at motorcycles as entertainment and not as transportation or, you know, whatever. It, it puts you in a completely different category, I think. And <clears throat> I mean, I'm, I'm with you. I'm a brand snob too. I, I love my Harley and I, I love Harley as a brand and, and I, I agree with you. I don't want them to uh, put out a, put out a cheaper product um, to try to draw on more customers because I think then, you know, the byproduct of that is then when they realize, Oh, we can sell more this way, then I, then I'm going to cheapen everything. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And before you know it, fenders are plastic. And, you know, I mean, the, the writing's on the wall, right? You can see the whole, the, the, the train come in that direction. And I don't think anybody wants that. Well, the street Girl, everybody was Everybody wants
3: that. <laughs> because if you put plastic on stuff, you can manufacture it cheaper. And then your price comes down.
1: Listen here, Kyle Saki, man. <laughs> <laughs>
5: yeah. The problem with Harley too, though, is I don't think the price would come down. I think they might, they might lessen it and then the price is still high. You know, yeah. yeah. yeah we saw we bad. saw we saw a couple things disappear on the twenty twenty models and that price didn't come down.
1: Yeah. As long as we don't end up with any more streets, those were awful.
3: <laughs> Have you seen the I, tank on those fucking things? They're
1: so ugly, <laughs> yeah. man. God, it's awful bike.
3: The streets uh, that are <laughs> nice, just not the tank. <laughs>
1: uh oh, John's got the, something to say.
3: Well, the
5: biggest problem with the street to me. Is the idea was to bring a younger crowd, you know, it's supposed to be a a cheaper Harley Davidson to people's first bike could be a Harley. Where so many folks start on a Honda or whatever and they dream of that Harley, and when they're 40 or 50, they finally get it. So the idea was your first bike could be a Harley. So we're going to groom riders to the brand to Harley, and they put those stupid controls on it, like every other metric motorcycle, so you didn't groom anybody to be a Harley rider you just tried to be a Suzuki and it's, and it's not so <laughs> I, I don't yeah. get that that part of it but I just had a comment today a guy in India that um you know talks I, I about saw how,
4: this I saw this comment by the way
5: yeah they're the guys like you never post anything about a street you know I have a street they're everywhere in India yada yada why don't you post about a street well, and the fact is, the really the reason why the street exists is the Riding Academy needed motorcycles because they were running Buell 250s before. And they're, what, 10 years old by the time the street came out, for the most part? Yeah. So they're all just yeah. battered to shit. Harley really didn't exist in the Asian market at all. Everything cost, I mean, stupid money, $120,000 for a CBO. And there might be one shipped to Asia.
3: Because nobody's going to buy that one hundred twenty thousand dollars. So hey, what's what's one hundred twenty thousand dollars in rupees? <laughs> <laughs> in
4: rupees,
3: so, so, yeah. <laughs> something massive that yeah, race with that. Yeah,
5: it's insane. But that's really why the street exists. They sell streets in India and and all of Asia like crazy, and in America they're just there for us to train on over here, and you know. um, I think the, a lot of Harley riders, when someone on the street comes out, everybody gets all bent, you know, Oh, why are they making that? Oh, they need more touring bikes or something. It's like, dude, you're not trading in your touring bike for a street anyway. No, I thought you were going to, who cares if they make a street, you know, like, whatever. But so it, it does, it sells well, where it's supposed to sell well. And People god. learn to crash them here in America. It's so. god awful
1: ugly. That's uh, all I
5: know. Gay Street. <laughs> it's
1: god awful. So, what do you think about the Sportsters? Do you, you think they're going to go away?
5: They are. I think. um I don't think they meet European emission standards by the year 2022. no nope. um yeah. And that's where they man. Everybody in Europe rides Sportster. Same deal though. They cost too much. You can't afford much else. Outside of a sportster, unless you're just super loaded.
2: Yeah. You, but, you have to take a license for every time you go up in size of bike there, too.
5: Yeah, that's true too. Like when once you get to the sportster, you're in you're in that big bike market. And I mean, sportsers are fun, man. And for the type of roads and city traffic that you have in a lot of European cities, and they're perfect. But unfortunately, I don't think they're going to exist much longer based on emissions.
1: No, I'm thinking that that new motor, they're going to redesign the whole, I think, what is that one? The, uh, custom, the custom.
5: Yeah. That custom man, that's slick.
1: Yeah. And I think that personally, I think that's going to be the sports to
4: replacement. That's what yeah. I'm most excited about is that bike right there. Yeah.
5: I think, I think what we're going to find too, like we started this whole thing off with Dynaverse, the new soft tail. I think that's what's going to have the sports. going to get killed off and everybody's going to be all butthurt about it. Um, for good reason. It's a, a long running mo- model yeah. and they're, they're cool. Um, I'll feel differently when the sports has gone than I do about the Donna being gone, but what I they're coming the out with is it's <laughs> going to be far superior. The, these new models are going to be awesome.
1: Yeah, I agree. They're going to yeah, be fast so. as shit too. I mean, what are those? Yeah. What, the nine seventy-five is what? 120 horsepower. Is that what you said, Dustin or John? Do you know?
5: uh that's i've heard that but i'm not from anyone that works for harley yeah you know what i mean like i haven't you know so we'll see
4: yeah those are they're leaked numbers i don't know if they're accurate or not but that's what's yeah. that's the that's that's the rumor you don't really know what they're gonna be until they actually release all the the actual uh numbers
1: well, i want to see one damn it i'm tired of looking at pictures
5: yeah me too um i've well technically i've seen a couple you know um behind glass and stuff, you know, on display roped off. And I mean they look they're gonna be expensive for sure. And I've talked to a couple of motor company employees about, you know, my because they always ask me, like, what do you think? What are what are you gonna say on your channel about the new models, you know? And <laughs> I'm all and same thing every time, you know, I'm excited, but if it's if it's over twenty four thousand dollars, you're screwed. And they all assure me it's not gonna be it's going to be priced in line with their competition, hopefully.
3: 23999 <laughs> Yeah, Not 24 Not 24
5: <laughs>
1: <laughs> No, because that Pan America is in, in direct. It's going against the BMW in my eyes.
5: 100%. Like KTM yeah. is still going to be cheaper than yeah. Harley. And the, the African twin
1: is going to be cheaper. I mean, yeah. you're, they're going after the yeah. BMW, I, I feel with it and that's still a $24,000 motorcycle
5: for sure. And I think, and that's every time that's what they said, they've compared to BMW when I talked to them about it. Um, but that's always the case. We get customers in that have BMWs. Um, we don't get, you know, we get people in that have Hondas and stuff too, but they're not necessarily serious like BMW owners. And we have owners that have BMWs and Harleys that would never own anything other You know, that's that premium product
3: that we're talking about. I paid $6,500 brand new for my KLR.
1: Yes, you did.
3: I bought my KLR cheaper than I could have bought a street. And you did a much
1: better too, because that street's an ugly
3: fucker. Yeah. Awful. (laughs) It's a lot prettier tank.
4: Oh, yeah. John, I got to ask, you've been doing the tech thing for a while. What is the most frustrating throw a wrench across the shop floor job that you've ever had to do?
5: Probably. <laughs> we y'all in the shop right now. I don't have to do it, thankfully. But the uh, aftermarket, like, I'm going to say motor trike, but it's not necessarily motor trike because that's an actual brand. But those trike conversion kits that are the rear ends, like automobile, not a Harley trike, what we're kind of used to.
3: Oh, the deal. Are- those are called a dildo. <laughs> that's, you know, I agree.
5: <laughs> they, I mean, they are the hardest, most annoying, you know, because none of them are the same either. You know, you, you can figure out how to work on one and like what makes it easier in the next one you get. It's not like that. And um, that and the guy that's installed his own, Like three thousand LED lights and (laughs) subwoofers in the saddlebags and all that kind of stuff. Where just guy'll come in for a battery swap and you pull that seat off and it's three hundred yards of electrical just right on top of the battery. Those are easily the most aggravating. Those are his favorite.
4: Those were okay. the fun ones. Yeah, I think I actually saw a video where you were you were commenting on on somebody's electrical job for wiring up their own lights.
5: <laughs> yeah, probably. That's. Yeah. I do my best not to pick on on people and and how they did their bike, but every now and then, they just deserve it.
1: <laughs> I could imagine you, you see some real winners in there at some at some point, mm. where shit is just completely sideways. I don't know what's wrong with it. Well, you're missing yeah. the fucking axle bolt.
5: <laughs> <laughs> now, see now that's the one where you're like hey somebody pull the history did we work on this <laughs> yeah. did anybody here work on this there's i don't know brake pads are on backwards i don't know what's i about. don't
0: know what the hell happened you what? charge extra when somebody works on their own shit that's what i want to know
5: uh just depends sometimes <laughs> just handlebar like job yeah handlebar handlebar job that you've already started is we're probably charging you a full-on handlebar job and they'll be like well but i already mounted them so yeah but i'm probably gonna take them all apart i'm gonna pull all your wires out i'm gonna look at everything i'm not gonna keep on going to find out your right turn signal doesn't work ain't no way what's up guys this is blockhead and you're listening to the five dirty bikers podcast Yeah, I don't think we were on the podcast. Well, I don't think we were recording yet when we were talking about Clay, were we?
1: Oh, we were recording. I uh, recorded
3: no, Audio. I audio. audio. yeah Yeah. Yeah. We, we talked about Clay. Your video today and you were talking about, look, just check out his own channel. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> He's got his own channel. He uh man, one of the and it was cool. The the
5: GoFundMe's been incredible. Um, not just the money, but the comments and the just the the support that has been just insane more than i would have ever guessed for sure and one of the one of the comments was um that he should start a youtube channel for his um you know and and do his his recovery (laughs) excuse me and so he emailed me like hey man look what i got i was like cool well, in my video that I did, I said I was going to donate all the AdSense money from that video to Clay. So I hadn't actually talked about this on my channel yet. So when he started emailing me, I was like, look, dude, I owe you a couple hundred bucks. You know, I can, I can go buy you some gear and get you set up. So what he filmed his first video is on his phone and I got a, a list of stuff to go and pick up for him. So he'll end up with the Moto Vlog set up and get him a new helmet since his old one's trashed. I think he probably has a, he might have a picture of it in that video. Um, but yeah, he's, he's going to get set up. He'll have a pretty, pretty swingy YouTube channel. Nice. So that's awesome.
1: That
4: is awesome. So you know, you know, the guy's ballsy if he's already adamant about getting on a bike again after an accident like that, because I've seen people go through a lot less than what he did after that accident and they just give up riding.
5: Oh, yeah. No, nah, this dude sent me parts list. <laughs> <laughs> he's,
1: he's ready to roll.
5: Awesome. He's, yeah. He's, hey, man, road Cloud or lowrider special. What do you think? I need bags. What do you think of these bags? Those bags. What color? <laughs> I like blue. I think I'm going to get blue. You know, it's just on <laughs> and on. Yeah. He's, yeah. he's, he's ready to ride. I'd be like, how are you doing today? He's like, Miss Rod, man. You know, that's yeah. it. It didn't, you know
1: good
2: for so,
5: him
1: man yeah.
2: that's great yeah well attitude is everything when you're trying to recover in a situation like that and, and that attitude's going to take him a long way fast
5: for sure and man the love he's getting on the internet is only helping his his attitude so man he's, he's looking good
4: uh, even even with everything that's going on with with the pandemic it sounds like he's got a great support system and he's He's going to get through it. He's going to be stronger because of it. I mean, you won't be the same. I mean, you're never the same after something like that, but just, yeah, just knowing that he wants to ride again is, uh, is a real testament of how much he loves two wheels.
0: All right, guys, we're going to take some questions from our folks over in the discord for Mr. John Maxwell.
1: All right, John, I have a question here from Percy. He is in our discord and he basically wants to know for a new bike owner that wants to start their journey on learning how to maintain their own bike, how should they go about in doing that?
5: Well, service manual for sure. Like that's, I'm a big fan, uh,
1: big fan of the service manual.
5: Yeah. The, the service manual, Um, it, it looks like another language though, if, if you never read a service manual. So YouTube now, when I started riding, there wasn't, youtube but a service manual and some videos man you can, you can do anything anymore um, there is a there's a cost of tools so some things are still worth taking into your shop um, just because it's not cost efficient to buy everything as, you would need to work on your own bike
1: as far as tools say besides sockets and box wrenches and screwdrivers are there any like specific things that they need to work on a Harley that they need to pick up <laughs>
5: um i mean like a (coughs) excuse me the uh like a belt tension tool uh 30 bucks i think that's important like your belt tension and tire pressure you have no idea how many bikes i get in that that need a dyno tune and i'll pull it in and like no air in the tires and the belt super loose it's like you want to gain some power watch this whenever you go there's not no room <laughs> you know so it you uh know, and and realistically though that's something that you learn like from doing it um and you may never learn if you only do it by yourself you know with the service manual and and with videos you might not pick up little things like that but um it is worth taking to your bike, even if you're doing your own stuff. I always find it weird. Like, I had a, a guy come in and bought everything to do a to rebuild his forks. And I was like, man, you do your own forks? It's like, yeah, dude, I do everything. It's like, yeah, but forks are gross. Like, I don't even want to work on forks. <laughs> like, it's, it's a freaking mess, you know? And we don't even, like, you could take them off of your bike and bring me the fork, and i barely charge you any money. And then you don't have to deal with all the oil and everything and the mess that comes with it. And he was like, "Oh, well, that's pretty smart, actually." <laughs> and you know, so to so you know, you can do both. You know, you can do your own work and utilize the dealership. Oil changes, you know, you get oil all over your garage, and I'll do the rest of the service and then bring it in for an oil change. I think we charge like twenty dollars over the cost of parts to change oil. That's nothing. Like, that's... I'd much rather pay my twenty dollars and have to go to Advance and dump my old can and all that junk, you know? Yeah. And you get a free bike wash.
4: <laughs> John, John, let me, let me ask you about you, you guys at, at Chattahoochee. Are you guys cool with when people bring in their own oils?
5: I mean, I don't care. You know, Um okay. I know a lot of dealerships, they, they do get really weird about, I mean, of course it, it's a business, you know, Um, and chances are, whatever you're bringing in, they could have ordered for you. So there's some profit margin loss. And I just, I don't know. I came from customer service before I did this. I just not going to be a douche because you brought your own oil in. Um, but it it is kind of funny to me. Some people will bring in oil that costs more than Harley oil, you know? And Harley oil is pretty expensive.
1: It is. We're not getting in the Mm -hmm. oil debate. Jesus Christ. There's no winning that. (laughs) Come on. Y'all don't have have two, three hours to kill? (laughs) Talk about oil. Jesus, man. There's no winning that one.
0: That's actually a pretty good segue. You're talking about doing maintenance and stuff into the next question. Um, This one's from Zach first person. He says he's been a mechanic for 11 years. And the last thing he wants to do after spending all day in a shop is come home and work on his own car. Says, does being a Harley tech take some of the fun out of working on your own motorcycle?
5: Uh, yeah, I, I probably what it does. is It just postpones my own work. You know, um, I did actually, I just ordered new tires for mine. Now, I'm not looking forward to putting them on, but there's just something about like I, I'm at that area where I would have told a customer a thousand miles ago, like, hey, dude, you need tires. Yeah. So <laughs> some point I looked at my own bike and I was like, oh, man, I should really do something about that. I can get another so, three
1: months out of those.
5: Yeah. What I do is I rush through my own bike and I'll be riding off from the shop. I'm like, damn it. A mirror is like, I didn't even type my own (laughs) mirror, you know, but for a customer, you know, I'm like checking all that. So making sure it's all right. And my own bike, I'm like, all right, let's get the hell out of here. I'm off today. Let's go ride. It's still fun though. For me too, as a YouTuber, it's different. You know what I mean?
4: Yeah.
5: Like chances are from working on my own bike, I'm probably making content. So it's a little different.
1: Yeah, boy. And it takes five times as long to
4: do the job while you're trying to film it too, doesn't it?
5: Oh, for sure, hundred
4: yeah, percent. Especially when you got to get a socket that you don't have, and you have to fucking drive over to the next town to pick it up because that's the one socket you don't have in your whole fucking set, in your toolbox.
5: Yeah, no, that doesn't happen to me. I needed one socket, oh, yeah. and I spent two hundred dollars getting all the, the whole set, the whole damn set, <laughs> yeah, the whole damn set. You know, it's
4: like I've said before. I when I when I bought my first bike. I had nothing more than a couple of screwdrivers, a hammer and a, a pair of pliers. Now I got a toolbox full of shit. It's like it it, yeah. it, it it adds up, but I mean I I get the enjoyment of working on my own bike, like I did my own 5K service and changing the oil and all that. It's it's good personal time you get to spend with your own bike. I
5: I like it. Yeah. I think if nothing else, there's a bunch of folks that won't wash their own bike. and You can find a lot of stuff your bike needs if you just wash it. You know, yeah. find, find <laughs> this little loose, loose thing over here to put a wrench on that and good to go. But find some filthy Meets. bike that's like falling apart. So like, oh, I don't know what happened. You know,
1: I don't, I don't understand <laughs> it.
5: Yeah, it's weird.
2: Do you feel like uh, you're a little bit like the like the Wizard of Oz, like you pulled the curtain back and you showed everybody what it's like? Like, you know, it's it's not maybe not as hard as everybody thought it was or that, you know, you, you made it more accessible to more people.
5: Uh, I do. I catch a lot of flack, actually, um, because I do um, a lot of people do figure out, you know, that's not that bad. You know, I can do that. If you can do that, I can do that. Um, There's a I think for every person that thinks it's really easy, though, there's another person that realizes how hard it is. I get a ton of handlebar jobs off of the channel like I was going to do my own. And then I saw what you did to get the handlebar job done. Now I just bring to you. (laughs) (laughs) i'm with that and uh and then on top of that so i grew up doing electrical work with my stepdad he owns an electrical company and he'll come help me with some stuff around the house and things and watching him do something like just change out a receptor or something like man you made that look easy that take me three times that long and it's the same thing for me if i'm working on a bike well of course i make it look easy i've done this a thousand times before i ever turned that camera on yeah. I did. I've recorded like first time doing something a few times. I don't do that anymore. I'd much rather make it look like I know what I'm doing.
4: <laughs> was was one of them the clutch adjustment on that fat boy on the new soft tails?
5: No, oh, oh, no. Okay. Cause no. that
4: video, that video actually helped me like a combination of, of yours and Tony's videos. What helped me be able to do my own made yep. it a lot easier and, and the manual of course.
5: Well, and it's funny because I tell people all the time, I don't do how to videos. I do um, like helpful videos. If you have a service manual, I'll, I'll fill in some, some extra space, but I did the clutch cable video on how to adjust your clutch because so many people complain about soft tail transmissions and they don't shift good and you can't find neutral and this and that. Well, the problem is that at PDI or right our pre delivery inspection, there are all the cables are they're always loose. So you don't get like full clutch disengagement, which makes it hard to shift gears. So I figured I'd throw up there, hey, this is actually a really easy fix that has nothing to do with your transmission. And, you know, the whole soft tail line isn't doomed. Don't worry, internet. Yeah. So
1: no, because when uh, I we- when I took delivery on my bike, my clutch handle was loose as shit.
5: Yeah, it had like a whole inch of slop on yeah, the lever. It was, yeah, it was yeah, terrible. It's ridiculous. I don't, I don't know. We get paid. Uh, well, we don't get paid good, but we get paid good enough to actually do our job. <laughs> like, <laughs> fix that before a customer gets it. You know?
1: That, that, that would be helpful. This isn't in the Discord, but I'd imagine some people are going to want to know, especially in the Discord because we have a lot of people. Starting channels and starting wanting to moto vlog. What type of equipment do you use to do your moto vlogs?
5: Um, so on my helmet, I'm running a Hero Seven with uh that gargantuan mic adapter and a Ulanzi case. So, like, hold it all tight. Hold
1: it all together, yeah.
5: Yeah, and um, I have a giant squid microphone in my helmet. Boom. Boom. <laughs> yeah same it's, one it works well yeah, yes they, they do um and i so and then i run a hero eight on the handlebar now I, I just picked that up when it came out and the reason i actually do that um it's a little more personal i think like i can take a second and, like actually look at the camera but it's also i do a lot of um and like, i'll just ride for a while i won't say anything but then i pick right back up you know where i left off (laughs) and cut all that dead space and change camera angle and the whole thing flows you know with dual instead of like the screen bouncing all around like today's video i filmed the one i released today yeah um i just filmed with one camera and while i'm editing i'm like man one minute i'm facing this way and then i'm this way and then i'm looking that way and it's just all choppy looking all the jump
1: cuts yeah
5: yeah i don't like it so I, i'd much prefer running two cameras multicam, and final cut pro sync it up and just cut all that dead space out and it flows so much better
4: yeah i do that too the two camera view almost makes it look seamless because you can when you yeah. cut to dead space <clears throat> if you got a bar cam and then say you got like 12 seconds of just nothing you can cut 12 seconds in and then go right back to your other camera where you start talking again it's uh yeah and the magic of ending as
5: absolutely and as the viewer you don't even know anything changed it's like man this guy's really spot on he's just talking <laughs> up a storm like never has a break and really i'm um um, um hey, butterfly if know? anybody was in to-
4: these yeah i see these people doing these 10 minute challenges i'm like you're fucking brave because i'd be like nine minutes of <laughs> oh.
5: <laughs> but, you know, I got, I could probably fill up a 10 minute video of me saying, well, this doesn't sound right. That's dumb. Why don't I say that? It <laughs> I mean, doesn't even make any sense. <laughs> if
1: people were to see the uncut shit, they, they wouldn't even recognize what what they see on YouTube.
3: Oh, yeah. Are you feeling, I guess, just for me, are you feeling better than what you were? Because you were burnt out there for a little bit. So.
5: Oh, for sure. I think, as a matter of fact, I think uh, I got a I got an invitation to be on the podcast. Back when I was kind of taking a break, I mean, it's a little bit of burnout. A little bit of winter is tough, man. Motor style <laughs> business, you know. The yeah.
1: winter's tough for everybody. I, it sucks. Yeah,
5: I I tell people what we were talking earlier about, like what's the the wrench throwing type job. The problem with winter is, is you might work on one bike in a whole day. And if it's that like really aggravating, you want to throw something kind of job, that's your entire workday. <laughs> it's like it's just bad. There's never another job that's like, oh, that was so good. Oh, that was easy. You got it, got it done in time, customers happy. Like your whole day is just, you know, that screwy tri-conversion kit. <laughs> so <laughs> um yeah, it gets tough, and I mean, there's less riding. It's cold outside. It's, it's real easy to just get in a slump of just winter blues, you know. Yeah. So, yeah, I'm good. I'm back at it. I just wish um, there's a. I reached a point at, at some point where like my production value needed to be like really. It's not even as good as I want it to be. And I'll film a video and be like, "Man, that's just not even good." I spent half a day doing this, and it's not. I don't want to do it. So that'll kind of. It's this wave of emotion of like whether you're doing a good job or not. If that makes sense. Yeah. Production value
1: stuff. Uh, tough unless you have a pocket full of money, man. Because camera yeah. shit's just fucking crazy expensive.
5: It is.
4: Yeah. <laughs> and now it's time for the whip and a mono word of the day.
3: It's like Jeff you over your mind. The word of the day is crin cum, oh,
2: shit.
3: <laughs>
2: no, you didn't.
3: Is there, if there's a hyphen in the middle of the word or a minus sign, do I have to say the minus sign or do no. I just do a space? Just do a space. Hearing?
1: I'd go for the space.
0: Could you could you repeat that word again, please? He better not.
3: <laughs> the word of the day is crancum Space cum.
0: Wow, that's a whole lot of cum. Oh my god! I'm gonna, go ahead. I'm gonna have twice, to go
3: piss twice.
1: The
0: release. Twice the release.
1: One of them God comes in damn, a can. Mike! Your chest hair would look like a glazed donut.
2: <laughs> Prepackaged, it comes in a can.
3: Relax. Relax of Twelve, please. Don't do it <laughs> when you want to go too wet. Relax. Don't do it when you want to crank come <laughs> That was an '80s song. <laughs>
1: that sure was.
3: Uh, pronunciation. Or oh, I'm sorry. Fanaticals are K R I N G Dash K upside down E M dash K R A N G Dash K Upside Down E M Pronunciation would be Kring. <laughs> Kuwam <laughs> crank Oh,
0: somebody cranked it the wrong way <laughs> it's
3: sort of like crank that soldier boy <laughs> soldier <laughs> boy. boy yeah you they you you gotta superman that hoe.
0: <laughs> I was thinking, add attention soldier. <laughs> Oh, oh! This isn't going to make the podcast. This is NC Seventeen, man.
3: <laughs> it has to, Tony.
1: Okay, all right.
3: Um, it's a noun. Comes from English, mid eighteenth century. First definition: elaborate, decorate on, or detail. Second definition is something full of twists and turns.
1: I bet you it is. <laughs> Two <laughs> pumps and a twist, and I'm out. <laughs>
0: <laughs> 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 I, I, God dang, <laughs> Hey, Tony. Start
3: calling you the Minute Man. <laughs> <laughs> it sounds like Tony may have a bottle of jerkins right there at his computer. Oh,
0: what the hell's a twist for? <laughs> <laughs> it's a new technique, That's buddy. It's a new technique, man. <laughs> it's called the Tony Twist. He's got a patent on that shit. <laughs>
1: All right, Mike. I apologize. <laughs> oh God, I can't believe I said that.
0: <laughs> it was great. <laughs>
2: that hurt so good.
0: <laughs> what she said? That's what she said. <laughs>
4: a huge bitch.
0: <laughs> That's a huge bitch. <laughs> <laughs> wait in here anytime you want to john
5: y'all are doing a great job you
0: <laughs>
5: fantastic
1: oh man hey tony yes sir would you like for me to use this in a sentence mike i gotta hear this in a sentence
3: okay mr john maxwell Would you like for me to use this in a sentence? (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Okay. All right. Uh, Dustin? Affirmative. Okay. Ron, would you like for me to use this in a sentence? Yeah. (laughs) Mary?
0: Absolutely, Mike. I can't wait for it. There you go. Hey, we're
1: all in. We're Uranus. <laughs>
3: <laughs> Examples of crin cum, cram cum in a <laughs> sentence. I love Victorian art, artichokes, art, <laughs> art architecture. Architect to Yuri with the woodwork overflowing with crincum crancum. I bet your stuff See, would stick
1: to it if you threw it at it. Yeah.
3: <laughs> See is all crin crancum crancum is all about the woodwork. It's all how you work the wood.
0: And it overflows apparently. Oh my
3: yeah.
2: god. Is that carbonated, do you think?
3: No, God' to shake it much on. <laughs> Second example is the reviews of the latest book in the Mystery series Promised, a tale filled with cran cum crancum does that have anything to do with like cranberry juice? <laughs>
1: god mike i don't know but jesus this <laughs> there's no way that this is getting monetized on youtube
3: no never. Way. okay well i'll do I'll let me let me find another one. no we,
1: no it's we,
0: fine. we can never be monetized no anyway. we can't be monetized matter.
4: anyway so it doesn't matter
0: don't find another one
4: Tony, can you tell can you tell the story about when you fell in a puddle oh i was at the
1: derby man i got hopped up on those mint juleps you know those bourbons. <laughs> and it started to rain. And so we're running out, we're running out of the downs, uh, me and my wife and a bunch of people. And man, I took a diver right in a puddle. <laughs> I mean, just face first. I was out. We were at a restaurant afterwards and I'm soaking wet. And the waitress comes up and she goes, Well you have. And I said, I need a fucking plate of aspirins and all the water you can give me. <laughs> 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 I was in rough shape, man. Those damn mint juleps will get you.
3: Keep it dirty, riders. And we'll see you next time on FBB Park.